Hey, 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 guys, what's up? This is the best you nation. I'm Adler, and this is Finn. What's up, guys? Finn, how are we doing? How was, how was your past week? Uh, my This past week's been pretty busy, man. Um, I spent a lot of time working. I worked four days in a row in the ER, in the ER sorry. And then, of course, I was finishing up painting the house, which uh, that was... Whew, I'm going to be honest, my hands, I feel like I worked out, like holding a paintbrush for several hours one day and then the next day. Um, I just, when I was finished with the product, I actually walked out of the house, like with this, like feeling of completion. Um, it, you know, it was definitely interesting to see the transformation of your, of your, of your brother's house. I know it kind of just said it online, but whatever it's, it's, it is what it is. I, I wanted to help you guys out and I know I had a lot of fun doing it. I enjoy painting. Um, yeah. so it looks great and transformation sometimes, man, it, it's, it's a, it's a transition. You've got to put hard work into it. And the results was that your house is like phenomenal. It's like a completely different house. I mean, it just, uh, everything from baseboard to wall, uh, it, it was definitely a wonderful process and it, it gave me some time to, the cleanup was nice. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely fun. And so I, I just feel like I've worked a lot. Um, spent some time with Cassandra this weekend. You know, we, uh, actually, like I, I think we were talking about this a little bit off air. I just keep it brief, but we basically talked about like some of the stuff that, you know, we wanted to do this year. Number one was being outside more, being more active and also, really be more cognizant of what we're consuming as far as food, uh, what we're using in our products, like, hey, our toothpaste, down to our shampoos and our conditioners, body washes. There's so many different types of chemicals that are in on that ingredient list. It's intentionally written super duper small at the end of the list that you don't realize is actually harmful to you. So um, there's an app that we were using. It's called uh, Yuka, and you can get it on the phone, download it and use it because it actually is really, really, really beneficial. It tells you why, tells you what, and it's kind of a, it's like, it was a game changer today just to kind of be able to experience that. So, but how about you, man? How, how are you? How's, how's life? You're wearing a beanie. So I'm curious, is it cold in California? Cause I know you guys have been getting a lot of cold fronts coming through. Um, like, I mean, so to my standards, being the Florida guy that I am, that's, yes, it's cold. that's true. That's true. Um, it's, it's well, like last night it went down to like 34 to 33, 34 degrees. That's cold. Um, today there was a high of like 47 or 46, something like that. Um, uh, and it's supposed to drop back down to like 32 tonight. So, um, I'm it is kind of cool, but I would be completely lying if I said it was just because it's cold. Like, I'm, I'm wearing long sleeves for sure. Yeah, I see that. But uh, my hair was just kind of wild underneath this thing so that's okay um it just it kind of just helps you know uh to stay warm and then also hide like the like i haven't done my like lineup and all all my other um you know black listeners you know the lineup is it's very important it's got to be crisp it's got to be you know sharp and because it's not crisp or sharp i put on a hat to save you guys from looking at it and that's okay, man. I mean, I know I have those days a lot. I feel like more and more in the last few episodes, I wear a hat because a, you know, my hair is getting a little kind of long, and I feel wooly. So, but no, man. Um, and I know that you're now you're so you're still in California. So, is there anything yeah. new? Just real quick for anybody's out there listening to this, is there anything new that you've done 
in the new year in these last it's been like what we'll hit our 30th day so in this full month of january is there something that you did or accomplished on your list of that you wanted to reach this year so far if you haven't that's okay too but if there's something you've accomplished either a or b there's something you've done differently while you're on your assignment in california that you haven't done yet um i mean as in terms of just like the new year and like the goals and stuff uh my goal is to try to hit a thousand miles like running this year. right i remember you talking about that so, I think it's like comes out it's like eighty two, eighty three miles per. Um, I think per month, if I'm not mistaken. And so um, I, 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 I'm like it's it's okay. Like uh, I, I think I'm at like what? It's today's the twenty eighth, so I think I'm at like sixty eight miles for the month. So I'm close, not quite there. I, I'm gonna have to probably do like one or two long runs, um, like at least eight miles or so, like seven, eight miles, something like that. And then, um, go from there, but it's, it's been good. You know, it's, it's been a, a process and it, it's funny because, uh, um, you know, uh, you were talking about like the things that we ingest and what we take in in our body every year. Um, since like 2016, um, I usually do some form of like vegetarian, um, fast for the month of January. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, for this month, in, instead of doing a vegetarian, um, I, I, I kind of branched out a little bit and I added fish. So, um, it's been more plant-based like products such as the impossible, um, meats and stuff like that. Um, and, um, like just fish in general. And I've kind of been able to, uh, enjoy the transition of my body. Uh, cause you know, it's always like, it's always a, a new challenge. And my, my whole goal this year was to, um, like get bigger arms, bigger chest, bigger shoulders, and then, um, like be able to lean out as well. And, uh, I, I say like, I'm down to like 188, 189 now. Um, so it's been pretty good. It's been a pretty good journey. Um, and uh, I just, I'm just trying to keep up with it. Uh, I, I just, uh, I don't know if you ever seen, uh, there's this guy named Michael Jawite. And if, if you get a chance to look him up, but he's in like this guy that's in his late forties, early fifties, and he's in insane shape. Like he doesn't do any processed sugar, no, no alcohol. Um, he sticks to mainly chicken and um, chicken and fish. And, you know, rarely eats like red meat. So I'm trying to kind of take some of the qualities that I see that he's doing and mm -hmm. trying to implement them in my own life. And, um, you know, it's, it's just been, it's just been interesting just to kind of like, you know, go through the process. Uh, you know, you get a chance to like, I enjoy cooking a lot more because now like I find like these really cool like recipes like online and, um, you know, especially with the whole fish pescatarian thing. Um, you get a chance to kind of explore different dishes that you probably wouldn't have never tried before because, you know, you don't really pay attention to that stuff. But the limiting your diet to only one product, it makes you a little bit more mindful as to what you're consuming, when you're consuming, and how much you're consuming of it. So um, it's been a pretty good journey um, so far. And um, I, I look forward to kind of like at the end of uh, this month, starting in February, 
I, you know, I don't have the restraints, but I think I'm going to stick to some key components just to kind of see through an extended period of time if my diet is more fish-based, how would how would the benefits be um, for like my overall like physical body? And then um, at some point in March, I'm supposed to go to the doctors, get some blood work in to see <clears throat> if um, everything looks good. Everything looked good the last time I checked about a year ago, but you know, got to go in and just do another yearly checkup. Part of health is the maintenance and wellness of it. Right. You know, the the same way how, you know, you take your car to go get an oil check or oil changed and rotate the tires is the same way you kind of have to treat the body. You have to go and get your once a year checkup, make sure that you're taking your vitamins, make sure you're eating right, make sure you're taking care of yourself. And ultimately what you consume um, is what you put out in the world anyway. So you want to consume good things, healthy things. And, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's just kind of just the journey. And it, it, the best part about it is it's never the same every time you do it. Like I remember being my, more mindful about it when I was like 220 pounds. And, you know, that journey was completely different than what this journey is. This, that journey was just like lose the weight as fast as possible. This journey is more of like, all right, maintain what you got and improve, even if it's just a subtle improvement improve in certain areas. And so that's been kind of like um, the challenge that I've been um, going through. And um, I will also add, um, I've, I've, I'm kind of like on a spree right now with um, <laughs> my Bible app. Um, I've been, I, I think, 21 days straight with my Bible app. And then I think I'm at 99 days with my Duolingo. So it's something to kind of sharpen the mind, something to kind of sharpen the soul and to physically, you know, maintain everything. So, um, so far the first month has been a good month. Um, so the challenge is going to be maintaining that same level of consistency for the next 11 months afterwards. So we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm excited though. And, you know, especially like when we have like, you know, today's topic, right? I do enjoy, um, this kind of ties into today's topic, actually. Um, what I did, and um, I'm, I'm sure you saw the post on like Instagram. What I did was um, I kind of reached out to some of our followers and um, I ended up asking like, hey, what's something that you guys want to hear us talk about? And um, one of the, the, I think there was two, two subjects. Um, one was like vulnerability, and then the other one was, um, let me see, I got to, oh yeah, what's your calling in life? And then the other one was, why can't we be vulnerable? And um, over 70% of people um, wanted to hear about the vulnerability thing. And so, uh, you know, me sharing all this, these like small little tidbits that I'm doing, that's a level of vulnerability that... I need to be comfortable with within myself first in order to share. And I think, uh, you know, vulnerability is a good and bad thing. It's a double-edged sword um, because not you, you, you can't always just keep everything bottled up and um, to yourself because eventually at some point you're going to explode. Like there's going to, like it, it has to come out or it has to manifest itself at some point in, in your life. So if you just bottle things up to a point where you, you just randomly one day just go off the hinges and explode, that's not a healthy way of dealing with, you know, stressors to begin with. But more importantly, um, 
you know, you, you have to be able to be open. And this is an area that I can honestly, you know, again, being transparent, no, I, I, struggle with, I, I struggle with vulnerability um, because uh, it's human nature, I guess. Like I've been hurt before. And when once you've been hurt before, you usually try not to feel that level of pain or um, you, you try to avoid it as much as possible. And um, I, I think that the differences I've learned uh, as you know, time has gone, gone by, I've learned that it's not necessarily about um, being hurt, but more so um, to me, it's about controlling the amount of hurt that you can go through, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure if that, if you, you're following, like, um, I, I believe that, you know, it's kind of like a house, right? Right. And you have that doorway. That doorway is the opening to being vulnerable. And so I don't mind, and this is just me personally, this, there's no right or wrong way. This is just me personally on how I deal with things. I don't mind sharing a lot of things. I don't mind opening up about certain things because that's, these are things that I'm okay and I'm comfortable within myself and I'm, which also makes me comfortable enough to share it with other people. Um, so that, that comfortability, it's kind of like that, that the door to the house, unless I open up that door and I allow you to enter the house, then you're not gonna have anything useful to use against me or to use to hurt me. Like what's outside of my house, it's outside of my house. I have like, I don't control that, it is what it is. And those are things such as like, you know, um, you know, what's outside of my house, like outside of what I can control is, you know, I, I can't control my skin color. I can't control uh, like, you know, there's, there's just certain things in life. I, I just, they're out, outside of my realm of control and I'm okay with sharing those things. Like I'm okay sharing um, intimate details about my family, but there's a point where I'm just like, all right, the door's closed. We can't, we can't go any further. And um, I, I think that like, for me, at least that's been the best way to operate because um, I, I try my best not to allow um, the past um, transgressions or hurts or whatever you want to call it, dictate the amount of vulnerability uh, that I, you know, allow other people in my life. Because what ends up happening, and uh, Finn, uh, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, like afterwards, is what ends up happening is when you're vulnerable the very first time and somebody betrays that trust, somebody takes that vulnerability and weaponizes it and uses it against you, then you feel like, you know what? I'm never going to trust anybody ever again. I'm never going to open up. I'm never going to tell anybody anything. And you want to bottle up and stay to yourself. And that's a natural human instinct. The only problem is, is that's not possible. Like you're not going to be able to a hundred percent be able to bottle up everything all the time. At some point, something's going to give way and it, it's either you're going to explode uh, and just go like off the hinges, or there's going to be little telltale signs that are going to start to seep through because nobody can bottle it up all the time. So uh, it's really important that, you know, if you do get hurt, you can't penalize everybody for what one other person did. You just have to 
at least from my perspective, you have to limit the amount of vulnerability. And over time, you know, if you feel like, okay, this is a trustworthy person, I can open up a little bit more and give a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. You don't just go all in and be like, hey, here I am, like, um, here I am, look at this and all that stuff. Um, I, I just think that that's just my own opinion on like how to open up and be vulnerable. Um, I'm not sure what your stance is on that or what even like. This, uh, so I, just listening to you, first of all, I know you've, you've been, you've been through some stuff throughout your life. So this topic specifically, I want to say is something I actually, I am, <clears throat> let me take a quick step back. I do, I appreciate that you acknowledge that it is harder for you to talk about things that require you to open that front door for people to be able to come in and understand what's going on with Adler and Adler, Adler's life, right? So it's interesting that we're talking about this topic today because we have talked about it in the past. And if anybody who's listening to this, if you want to listen to episodes from the beginning of time here at the Best Nation, you are able to do that. And the only way you can really do that is by accessing us is through the exclusive subscription we have only on Spotify. So if you are looking to listen to episodes from the beginning of all this entire project called The Best Nation, we ins- uh, we hope that you go find some time to go. It's $1.99 a month just to be able to access things and have a listen to some of our older content, which I personally think uh, there are times that I find myself listening to some of the stuff that uh, we talked about, and it's actually really good. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but hey, and, and more, more importantly, I just want to kind of pile on is you by subscribing, you also help us out. Yes, it, it yes. does help us out um, big time. Um, just to you know, help keep keep us giving like sharp and um, consistent content that is applicable to um, you know just about anybody. Yeah, but go ahead. No, so so point. this topic specifically is actually something that I really have found myself being more and more. Um, and, and you've talked about comfortability. I feel way more comfortable than I used to in the past to talk about vulnerability. Actually, I while you were talking, I looked up the chapter in my book that I wrote called This Is Me Beating the Odds from a few years ago that I wrote and I published, right? And the whole chapter mm-hmm. was actually focused on vulnerability and I actually found a part of this and it kind of talks about what you were saying in essence. And... One thing you had mentioned about is, and, and, and maybe this is my own perspective of this, right, with, with tucking it in and, and bottling it up. So we are legitimate, like we're professionals at tucking away our traumas, our hurts, the broken pieces, and storing it on a bookshelf in a box that's taped up, locked up, padlocked with a key that's hidden underneath your bed somewhere where you can't access it, and you're the only one who has access to it, right? So yep. here's the problem. While, yes, that is simple, that sounds great, that's easy for us to do such, there is still a string attached to that box to you. <clears throat> and people might ask, well, why? Why, Finn? Why is there a string attached to that box? Because we still, in the back of our mind, associate certain encounters we have today. For example, going like using what you said about the house, you're going to be a little bit more uh, cautious about letting who into your house when someone, oh. let's say, for example, this is actually just to keep running it on. Someone comes, you, you have a party, you invite people over and someone takes your AirPods because they've wanted AirPods 
and there's somebody you know, and <clears throat> they take your AirPods, and then you go to the gym next day, and you're looking for your AirPods, and you can't find them. Come to realize that someone had taken them, but you can't trust that person to be in your home again because you're afraid that they may take something else the next time. And Yeah, because – they betrayed your they trust. They betrayed your trust. So something I talked about in my book, just not like just to kind of hold this. Um, oftentimes, it, actually, the word betrayal is in this book. I wrote here. Perhaps you have associated it with weakness, hurt, or betrayal. The deep-rooted emotions that you and I experience when we're when we open up to people, it is perfectly okay to have the experience that has shifted our emotional well-being. So actually being vulnerable allows us to take the chance, right? Not to only close a door, but also to open a door. And if I'm not mistaken, I actually screenshot this the other day. I was going through some of my older Instagram posts that I had posted. And one of them, if I can find it, said, oh man, it said right here. Let's see. I wrote here. Vulnerability has never been about winning or losing. It's about having faith and fortitude to show up and be seen when the outcome is unknown. Now, I think you and I both have a very unique approach to what a vulnerability is. I think a lot for you is because you had certain traumas or certain experiences that put you in the mindset that if I'm too vulnerable – then what's going to happen is is that there will be some degree of betrayal or an opportunity for someone to mistrust me or sorry vice versa that I may well I guess that's the correct term is that the correct way of saying it someone you may not trust because they may use that as an opportunity abuse. yeah they will abuse exactly while yeah. on the contrary so for me personally I see vulnerability as an opportunity sometimes in the essence of teaching people or motivating people. So a lot of times you listen to people speak about a situation that they've been through. And yes, it may be very difficult to share. Like Nick Vojcevic, for example, when I was at a conference a couple of years ago, I think I was like maybe 15 years old. So it was a while back, 10 years ago. And I remember, a couple. yeah, I know, 10 years ago, it's kind of, a, <laughs> I wanted to be a couple of years, but 10 years, that's a long time ago. That's, that's literally yeah, 10 years ago. A couple of years ago. 10 years ago. Um, I remember Nick Vojcevic was up there. He's, this is the man that has no arms, no legs, has just like a little, like, I, I kid you not. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I hugged this man. I know. I, I got the opportunity to hug this man and talk to this guy. Okay. Moving, like a very, very, very propelling individual. Someone who has two children, has a wife, and has a ministry, right? And one thing about Nick was that he had said that he shared a story about him walking down all day and nobody acknowledging him people kind of looking and smirking and laughing and judging him because he had no arms no legs and he kind of hop like i don't know how to describe it but he kind of hops in a sense right and he said if not one person will acknowledge me i guarantee at the end of the day i'm gonna jump off this bridge and kill myself like that's what he was talking about like he genuinely was speaking about a time where he was going to commit suicide because of the lack of acknowledgement that he had. Now, this is yeah. this is the unique and the beautiful thing about vulnerability. You and I are two completely different people, and this is something that I'm kind of learning, is that everybody has a unique approach to a similar topic. And your approach is I'm going to be – and there's nothing right or wrong about either way. It's everybody has their own feel, their own vibe on how 
vulnerability plays in their life. Some people require more healing to be more comfortable to allow for vulnerability to be an asset instead of it being a liability. And I think that's the part that people get hung up on is they get afraid that it becomes a liability. That the person that's coming in your house now needs to have some kind of accountability or insurance because God forbid if I trust you in my house again because I'm a, I'm a chance giver. You're a chance giver, Adler. You give people an opportunity to try again. You made a mistake. Okay, I'll give you one more try, maybe another try because that's the person you are. But people have the expectation that it's going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen like that. You have to allow for healing to happen. And that's the problem. People expect healing like a hat. Is This is, this is a one-size-fits-all, right? No, it doesn't work that way. Healing is not a one-size-fits-all. Every single person has to allow themselves to go through the process and understanding why something happened, maybe how we can heal or how we can overcome certain barriers. So for me, while something may be detrimental, like the story that I've shared with many, 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 many people, and that is you know, being in an orphanage, being adopted, people know the story. People know it's like a, it's like a broken record. But instead of it being a pity story, and me talking openly about what I've said to people and how I was verbally abusive towards people. Like this is stuff I share because there are people out there who experience it. That they're either the receiving end or they're the one that are actually punting the ball with this kind of uh, behavior. And these are things that I had going on as a child. I didn't have very much knowledge or wisdom or understanding as to why I was doing it. But because I had a traumatic event, an event that was life-changing at a very young age, that caused me to think behave, react, to be emotional, to be non-emotional, to love, to not love. These things come into play because at one point in time, I had a hard time trusting people. And I still do to a certain extent. But what happens is now you take your story, and this is where I was kind of getting back to Nick Vojcevic, what he was talking about. You take your story, you take your your your, your moments that you were insecure or that you were broken, and you shine a light on them. And when you shine a light on them, it's like being in a room, in a dark room, okay? And when you're in a dark room and you only have a little light, like a small candle, it's hard to see what's in the room. The minute that you put on the light, like you flick on the light that's actually meant to be to light up a room instead of your little candle, you can now see the entire room instead of just what's within a radius with that candle. And sometimes people yeah. are walking around in life with a candle and not ready to have turned the light on. And that's okay because it's trust. It's reestablishing that comfort level that some people are not ready to completely allow themselves to expand on. Nick Vojcevic used his story about suicide, which in the eyes of a lot of people is, oh my gosh, he's suicidal. He wants to hurt himself. He's, he's crazy. Something's wrong with him. See, unfortunately, society has this negative connotation to that but not realizing that his story now could impact millions of people who are now experiencing depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, who have something that's wrong with them in, in the eyes of people and learning to take that and fuel that energy and using it as a way to actually help people. And so while, yes, yeah, somebody who's been broken, which we all are, by the way, if anybody's out there who didn't know that, every single one of us is broken. None of us is perfect. So this should be a lot easier to be more vulnerable. And obviously, everyone's going to be at their own rate of being vulnerable. No one is going to have the same dispensary of, of, of vulnerability. Me personally, I have learned 
to use my story as a way to inspire people who may not necessarily have the greatest relationship with their parents. Maybe they don't have a relationship with their spouse. Maybe they don't understand how to trust or love because they've never were given an opportunity to do such, or they don't know how to. And so I know I'm going on a tangent here. It's because this is something that personally hits home for me. Being vulnerable has been something that I've been practicing more and more often in the last maybe five to seven years. And it's the part that I was kind of emphasizing on. It's showing up, which we talked about, showing up, being seen. You're not always going to be seen, but showing up, talking about it, however you want to use the word seen. Seen can be heard, verbal, uh, I don't know, posting something on social media. The word you're looking for acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. When the outcome yeah. is unknown, we don't ever yeah. know how many people are going to listen to our podcast episode every week, but we put our best effort into it in hopes that whatever it comes out of it, people are going to be motivated. Whatever we may talk about, you may not agree with, but realizing that the end, at the end of the day, there's somebody else out there who may need to hear this today. And that is why yeah. vulnerability, when you come up to the plate and say, all right, you may hit a home run, you might hit a single, you may hit a double. I don't even play baseball, but the point that I'm trying to make is the minute that you do hit a home run, you feel good about yourself because you can run around all those bases and you come back home knowing you were able to do that. And that is how healing works. That is how vulnerability works. And I don't know if that answered your question. You asked me a little bit ago. I just, when I get on this topic, it hits home. Like I said earlier, it hits home because it is something that a lot of people struggle with. It's hard to sit here and connect with people sometimes because they don't realize oh my gosh, if I say this, Finn may be able to use this. And not realizing that that in itself is self-healing when you can start talking about something that has been on your mind, in your heart, that's been holding a burden on your shoulders for years and years and years and years. And that's kind of why I have gotten to the point of being more vulnerable because it's become an, uh, uh, I don't want to use the word segue, but I would I would say it's become a, a pivotal avenue for me to reach and connect with other people. Yeah. Well, and so, and like, and this is, this is my, my thing, right? Um, you, you just said something that I, you know, it, it's, it makes a, a perfect sense, right? Um, you basically said that um, being vulnerable is kind of like having that candle and the light only illuminates. So only, but so far. And um instead of like having the whole entire light switch, which lights up the whole entire room and you're, you're, you're sharing with everybody, you have to have that small intimate gathering that only certain people get to see that candle. And I, I, I agree with like your, your point on that because, um, you know, like you went 10 years back in the past, I'll go 10 years back in the past, 10 years ago, I was 22 and I was embarking on my journey of nursing school. So just starting out. And I used to work in a, uh, I won't name the, the place, but I used to work in a facility where I was a transporter. And I worked uh, there for many years. And I, I started off in high school, right? An 18 year old, fresh out of high school, and I'm working in the hospital. And you, you know me, like I love talking, I love connecting with people. so. I did that. And for years, like I can, you know, I, I made like, it's a small hospital. So I was able to groom, um, you know, a, a, a certain type of relationship with most people there. 
And um, I remember, you know, I I wasn't shy about anything. Like uh, I, I I was the type of high schooler um, that I would say, all right, hey, call my shot and say, hey, I'm going to do this and then be as loud as possible and then go out and try to accomplish it. Because to me, you know, by me putting my face, like putting my face to it and putting like, um, like my money where my mouth is, was like, it was a big, big thing of pride for me, you know, to be able to be like, yeah, I called this, I did it, boom. Like, and the problem is that rubs people the wrong way. And I didn't realize that it rubs people the wrong way. Like, so when you're successful, it makes some people like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Congratulations. But then there's another, there's a certain section of people um, that uh, they don't like seeing your success. So like, it, this is the, the one of the toughest lessons I had to learn in my early 20s is that people are huge fans of you and they want you to be successful under the condition provided that you're not more successful than them. So being the type of person that says, hey, I'm going to accomplish this and I go out and I accomplish it, it's great people celebrate your successes, but there's a lot of people in their hearts that are upset about it because um, one, that's not something that you know they can do or would do in that situation. And two, nobody really wants to see you more successful than themselves. And that's right. the, the thing that I struggled with the most when I was younger is because I genuinely want to see people win. So I don't care when you're winning. I just want to see you win. And so to me, I automatically assume that other people had that same thought process. Come to find out, you know, especially at the ripe young age of 22, um, come to find out that there was a lot of people that I thought were my friends or supporters that really weren't that supportive. And so when I got into nursing school, right, I would, you know, I would be free, freely giving information to anybody who asked because, you know, I'd be like, yeah, I'm struggling with this. I'm doing good with this, yada, yada, yada. And just to come to find out that, like, there were certain people that I would share information with and they would use it as a way of talking behind my back. And, like, I, it would come back and I would hear it and be like, I can't believe so-and-so would say that. But I never really called anybody out on it because it was happening at a such an alarming rate because at a certain point in, in nursing school, I was struggling and I ended up like, you know, full transparency. I ended up withdrawing from a, a class because I wasn't confident enough that I could pass it. So rather than getting an F and putting it on my transcript, I withdrew instead. Um, you know, it was a strategic retreat. And uh, like at the time, to me, it was like one of the worst things in, in the world. But, you know, fast forward 10 years removed, and especially con considering that I accomplished the goal anyway, it was a necessary evil just to get here. Sometimes you got to take a couple of steps backwards just to move forward. And I understood that. But the, there was a lot of people that are around me that I had been talking to and freely giving information that used it as a way of saying, oh, he's not smart enough to pass um, his nursing classes. He's not... Um, you know, he doesn't focus. He doesn't take things serious. You know, he like the whole bunch of things of what, well, he either doesn't take this, he doesn't do this. And just saying a whole bunch of things that some, some true, and then some just completely negative. And what I ended up finding out was that 
as you freely give people information, they subconsciously, subconsciously feel as though they have a right to interpret or judge what you just shared with them. And that's part of the reason why I say, all right, I limit the amount of people that I'm vulnerable with because one, I did not give you a right to, I didn't share this information for, with you so that way you can judge me. I shared this information because I thought we were having an open dialogue only to realize that this, you can't have an open dialogue with everybody. It's good to be open, but you can't, you have to be selective on who it is with. And in that time, just having all those people talking about me, it was overwhelming um, and I didn't like it. And I learned my lesson really quickly um, from that point on. And so I decided from that point on, I would keep a lot of things to myself and only share things that I just didn't, you know, that I was comfortable with sharing. And um, and I'm not sure if you, you agree with this or not, but I think in order to be vulnerable, there's two conditions that have to be met. One, you have to be completely honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself as, as to what you're sharing and not have like delusions of grandeur or um, lying to yourself about um, what it is that you're about to share, but you have to be, you know, comfortable knowing that it, it might be an insecurity, acknowledge that it's an insecurity or whatever it is. And then the second condition that must be met is there has to be a level of trust that has to be pre-established. And once you have that pre-established trust, you're more likely to be vulnerable and to open up and share things that you struggle with. Like if you have a gambling addiction or a drug addiction or um, a pornography addiction, whatever it is, like whatever um, is holding you back to be able to be open to share that with somebody is very precious. And so I don't advise anybody giving vulnerable, sensitive information to just anybody willy-nilly. I think that you need to open up, but I also think that you need to be very selective on who you confide and trust in because that person that you confide and trust in, you are now giving them the keys to completely destroy you if they so choose to. So you have to be very, very mindful what and who you share with. Um, it's, it, 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 and I, I know that sounds like a lot, but it, it's something that I had to learn the hard way um, when I was working in my early 20s. And now that I've kind of, I won't say mastered it, but I've, I've kind of um, gotten to a comfort zone on how to share or when to share, I, I give a lot of people a ton of information that I'm okay with. If they decide that they want to judge or if they want to give their impression, I'm okay with giving that information because you can judge it. I freely gave it to you. But something that I, like, I'm insecure about or something that's like close to the best I'm very selective on who I, who I share that with, because again, not every person that says that they're for you are for you. Mm. Everybody wants you to be successful until you get to a point where you're more successful than them, or until you get to a point where you challenge their own beliefs and make them feel, um, like, if, especially if you're on like your, your, your growth journey, you make, you, you make people feel uncomfortable because they're comfortable being at that spot. Yes. And the fact that you're not staying at that same area in life with them, that makes them uncomfortable. 
I I want to respond with something that you had mentioned, right? And I don't know if it's okay if I take a quick second to just read this to you because this is actually coming straight out of my book. And you talked about self awareness, and this it's funny as you were talking right. about it. So I'm gonna very quickly read this, and then I want to talk about what you had just asked because you said the two the two conditions, and I want to I want to hit that. So it says here. <clears throat> vulnerability is an act of courage and doesn't happen overnight. When we can commit to mer- when we can commit to merge with our inner self at an authentic level, instead of hiding behind a facade to appease others, healing will begin. For the one who has been rejected, abused, raped, disowned, bullied, lost, or experienced struggle, I want my words to wrap around you. This is what I'm writing in my book. So then it goes on to saying it is never guaranteed to be an easy to be easy or an overnighter, but starting right now by igniting the flame to generate love and courage can change in those that you encounter. And then I'm going to go down a little bit more often. So it says, I encourage you, uh, says, I like this quote. His name is Haruki Murakami. He says, what happens when people open their hearts, they get better. See, oftentimes you retaliate, which then leads to suffering. I often have found myself looking for the outlet that only temporarily solved the issues and I would become defensive and I would throw up walls to keep myself from having to respond to a certain situation. The unfortunate thing that is that most of us associate the vulnerability that is connect- disconnecting with other people. We convince ourselves that the people we encounter will not understand or they may judge us. So I try to invite you to take a different approach. Instead of thinking what others may say, remember that they are also broken and may have not found the strength to overcome. And going a little further, have you ever asked yourself if you understand your own circumstances? So this is something that you were talking about, which is self-awareness. And that is something that I think a lot of us in society do not discipline well enough. Self-awareness, and I actually go down a little bit further to talk about it real quick. Vulnerability, as we know, is a fundamental is is fundamental sorry self-awareness is as well see i believe that self-awareness is one of the most challenging attributes as a human we were designed with a bias and an emotional pattern that would prevent us from being self-aware See, the importance of being self-aware doesn't lie strictly in knowing what is currently taking place but is being able to focus on what we are thinking doing and feeling However, not just in the present, but also in the past and the future. We develop our habits and the routines based off what we think, do, and feel. So I just, it's funny that you talk about self-awareness because it's one of the things that we oftentimes struggle with. And the two conditions you had mentioned were being self-aware, essentially, and and the trust. So... Yeah. Here is one thing. You are absolutely right. You can't just it's it's like it's like a teacher presenting okay. This is a very weird example, but I'm gonna make it work. Let's hear it. All right. So a math teacher is not a math teacher. All right. Take that right now and just use that for part A of this. The math teacher was never your math the math teacher that you had never really was a math teacher. Your math teacher said he was a math t- a math teacher, but had absolutely no idea how to do math. Now I know this sounds really weird. Well, why would you do that? Because, because, okay, you cannot you can convince people to a certain extent 
that you are a math, like the, per- the math teacher says that he's a math teacher. You may buy, buy that until you realize yeah. that what he's teaching isn't making any sense. The reason why I'm using this as the example is that until that math teacher realizes that he cannot teach math, he really shouldn't be in front of a classroom teaching math. And I guess that's a really, like I said, I prepare everybody with a very bad example, and I'm going to use it more so in my in my case. I can't, okay. I cannot share <clears throat> how to be better at being you unless I'm actively working on it or have already accomplished it to some certain degree. It's kind of like mm-hmm. when you and I have had conversations about stocks and how you are investing in several of them, and I won't mention them because I know you are very private about that, but just use this as a general example. You invest in, let's say, five specific stocks, and your goal is to get a certain amount of uh, of shareholds, right? Correct. You're not dumping the lump sum all in one night to go from zero to 3,000 shareholds. We're just going to use that as an example, 3,000. You are incrementally investing into it as you go, but you're not just doing one. You're investing in multiple multiple stocks at one time. And so if you think about each stock as a roadblock or maybe an experience, you can't overcome or invest or reach the 3000 goal in the stock market like you would with your life or the experiences until maybe you're taking increments at it, right? And so what I'm trying to get at is, is that Self-awareness requires you to be honest with yourself first before you can even think about trying to be honest or being trustworthy of other people. How can you trust to t- how can you trust other people with your own information if you don't even trust yourself? And trust stems from honesty. And if you cannot be yeah. honest with yourself, okay, you can't be honest with you, how is anybody else going to be able to trust what you're saying, if you're not able to trust, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cycle. If you're not honest, so it, oh man, I understand. What, I understand what you're saying because that 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 actually makes um, a a ton of sense. Um, you know, there like there is an argument to be made that the ultimate form of vulnerability is being truthful to oneself. Yeah, that's that's the. There's an argument to be made hmm. about that. So. You know, and I, I think that you're absolutely correct that, like, if you're not truthful to yourself about your shortcomings, about what you need to improve, and you're just lying to yourself, and then you're not only are you lying to those around you, but you're eating your own lie, you're actually doing a disservice to yourself. And how, like, you can make an argument to say, how can you expect to be vulnerable with other people when you can't even be truthful to the man? Or woman that you that is looking back at you in the mirror. Right. No. And exactly. It. That's something that's that's that's. I, I think that's that's super powerful. Like what you said. I I do like that. Um, and I I think that that's that, that's where. You know, you, you you had mentioned that you can't, um, help others, with something that you haven't like, tried to you know master or. or learn to do yourself. And um, there's a quote that I, I, I saw, it was like, I, I'm pretty sure it was on Instagram or TikTok or something somewhere. Um, I, I love listening to just motivational content. And I, I think the, the, the words of wisdom were, be mindful what you tell yourself, because 
your kids will eventually figure you out. So if you tell yourself that you're one thing and the overwhelming evidence that people can see, visualize, shows that you're not that person that you claim to be, you're, the people around you, especially your kids, will figure that out eventually. And then once they figure that out, they completely discredit you and don't even want to hear your lessons. It, and that's the dangerous thing. It's because you defend it, – it, it's like, okay, I'm, this is a you're, – you're using a, a very classic example. People tend to become defensive, right, when they are in the wrong. When you're not able to be honest with yourself, right, people can smell that out from a mile away. It's wrong for you to be to be distrusting to your own self because at the end of the day, I think we've talked about this, you're your greatest cheerleader or your greatest critic. But you also have to understand you, you, you people are going to see right through the uh, the own lie you feed yourself, like you said. You taking a, a, a feel for your own medicine, people aren't going to want to see – they're not going to want to be – they're not going to buy that medicine. I mean I know that's a cliche because we're in healthcare, but if you're yeah. – if people could see the effects from it and you're not able to truthfully and, and, and honestly say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I am dealing with or – these are things that I have to work on. I don't want to sound like a pessimist and think everybody's like an addict or something. I'm just using that. I know that's a very easy segue to go to, but let's talk about the simplicity of, oh my gosh, I didn't work out as much this week. Well, I could say, well, I could tell you, Adler, I've been in the gym every single day this week. Uh, and it's like, well, no, you haven't. Well, yeah, I have. And who's, who's to tell me that I did or didn't go? At the end of the day, you know what? You could say, you know, right, you're right, Finn. You did go five times. But the truth is, I have to stand there, like you said, stand in front of that mirror and say, you know, you didn't go to the gym five times this day or five times this week or however many days. And it's because this very, this is my last major point that I'm just going to throw out. People don't want to have conversation with other people about their own vulnerabilities because people haven't let go of the dishonesty that they've had with themselves for however many years that they've been dishonest. When you are ready to stop lying to yourself, and this is very harsh, but I'm going to be very honest because I had to do this too. The only way that I was able to heal was I had to stop lying to myself. And I had to stop trying to make a facade or trying to cover up or trying to be somebody that I'm not. The moment that I realized how exhausting that is, I was way more free. And that freedom allowed me to empty the toxicity that I had developed on my own to free up space. I think, space. I think we even talked about this example one time in, in, in the living room. We were watching uh, – we were I, we were on the phone with my dad. I remember we were sitting. We were getting ready to do an episode. And he was talking about the right toe, about how does your toe feel. Good. Well, you didn't really know what it felt like until I made you know a comment to you. We were talking and we talked about clearing out like your phone has maybe 65 gigabytes or 128 gigabyte iPhone can only hold up to 128 gigabytes. But in order for you to sometimes make space for more photos, for more apps, for more recordings of the podcast, you have to clear the space out or else you're not going to have you're not going to have any space for it. You have to be if you want to start being more vulnerable, you want to start healing. If you want to 
kind of cut the strings that have been attached to you that you've been holding on to because it's easy. It goes back to last week's episode about sympathy or a couple weeks ago about sympathy and how sympathy is used for an emotional reaction from other people around you. This is kind of a trend this, these last couple of weeks with our episodes. And I think that people have to start realizing that in order for you to be, uh, to be honest with other people, because that's what vulnerability is all about. It's being honest with people to a certain statue of limitation because you at the end of the day know what you want to share, what you can share, and what you will share. Those are the three things that you walk with. You are not being forced or held or held hostage to say, you got to tell me why you've been through this situation in your life. Nobody's holding you hostage except yourself. So letting go of that and then getting the thought of, oh, man, if I don't tell these people this, they may not uh, – they may not um, – they're not going to, they don't know what they don't know. As my dad would say, you don't know what you don't know. So we've used vulnerability as a weapon also to make people feel bad or to feel guilty, which then puts us in a place of distrust. But you first have to start with yourself. Like you said, you got to stand in front of that mirror. You got to be real with yourself and see where you need to work on because that was something that I actually in person experienced. I knew that I was tired of being a hurting in like I st- I hated hurting people. And I say that strongly and I don't use the word hate a lot, but it's my was my way of letting people know I was broken. And I didn't know how else to communicate yeah. it. But that's kind of my, my my point there to just kind of tie everything back in together today. No. I, I like what you said there. Um because uh like it, it's 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 true like you know you have to be um you can only tell yourself and feed yourself so many lies before you just have to kind of like call it as you see it um and i i, I think like this is the the other side of it that um doesn't really get highlighted as much is what is happening is when you're vulnerable and you start to share intimate details of you know, what you're going through and what you're suffering with. When you start really getting into the nitty gritty, opening up and telling somebody, this is what I struggle with. This is, you know, something that, you know, I suck at or I need to improve at. That person in turn starts to develop an idea of who you are as a person. So you openly give them a license to judge you. And the danger with it of being vulnerable to the wrong person, right? This is the danger of it is now what they perceive you to be, you can never shed that perception. Correct. Even if you decide that you want to be a different person, even if you decide that you want to do things differently, you want to live differently, and you want to change and be a more improved, better version of yourself, people will handcuff you and tie you down to the person that they've perceived you to be. So this is why like a lot of times... Like you can go back to high school and be like, oh my gosh, I remember so-and-so was such a jerk to me. And so you can see them 15, 20 years later and you have this idea, this perception that they're still that same jerk. Never actually um, being open to the possibility that that person might be different. That person might have learned their lesson and might be more kind, might be more patient, might be more gentle. Like these are things that you never really open up to the idea of because you already have a a preconceived idea of who the person is, mm. which is why they always say that first impressions 
they make or break you. Because once you make that first impression and you, you perceive somebody as you know, one thing, you can't unsee it. Very true, man. Very true. I think that looking back at this, like just as we're kind of coming to an, an end today's episode, I feel like in itself, you know, talking about this, I think people are going to realize, and I, and I, maybe this is not, this is like what I said in the book. It's not a overnight thing. This isn't, you may have to listen to this. It takes, it's going to take time and good things take time. So my biggest thing is for anybody who listens to this episode, and this might be when it comes out or weeks, months, years after this one's been out. What I, what I strongly suggest, and you know, it'll be, it's kind of like a time capsule kind of thing to, kind of think about because in 10 years from now I might go back and listen to this episode for fun is when you are looking at your life and you realize what you've been through and how much you have left to go the number one thing is the more that you realize that you have less control of the things around you and the only thing you have control over is yourself and being aware of your emotions and your thoughts and just who you are as a as a person Every single one of us may look different from the outside. We all share pretty much the same setup that God has created for each of one of us, given us a heart, lungs. And I'm not saying, yes, there are some circumstances that imply, and, and, and I'm not saying that that isn't a, a possibility. But what I'm saying is from the majority, you know, looking at what God has given us, there's one thing God has given us is that he's given us an opportunity to live whether you have one kidney or not, or you're missing a lung, or you have, you know, some sort of condition. Physically, we all are given a spirit, which everyone has, whether you're physically, you know, different from the next, which we are, we're all different. But take away, take, taking away from today's topic or discussion is that vulnerability is, there's going to always be an unknown. Again, that is the, you don't know what your peers are going to think. That's the judgment from your family. That's your spouse looking at you sad away sometimes. I'll be honest. We didn't really even talk about it much. Even we could even extend this episode or another, like a part two, just talking about how this is even implied in relationships. You being, you and I have talked about this, you know, it, it, there's friendship aspects and there's relationship like you or your spouse. I'll be honest. Like I've never been vulnerable, so vulnerable and so open to anybody. And Cassandra has heard and got to hear so much about my journey and the things that I share, my emotions that I have, those are things that we didn't really even talk about today's episode. Was, you know, there's only so much time that we have, but take away from today's message is that you have to be honest with yourself. You have to realize that being vulnerable, you have risks that go with it. But you also, like I said earlier, you can have a full room of lights and still be to yourself and have a candle. Or you be in a room with just a candle and the light is illuminated only within this radius. So I think that everybody's at a different state of healing. Everyone's at a different state of being honest with themselves. And nobody is going to hold you hostage to be open to everything about your life. I choose to share what I choose. Adler, you, ch- you are in control of how much you want to share. Nobody's holding you hostage. Yeah. No one's holding anybody who's listening to this hostage of what you can and can't share. You have that choice. You have that ability to heal and to go through the motions. As Matthew S. says in his song, you go through the motion. And when your time is, when you are ready to share, when you do feel comfortable and allowing the people to come into your house because you've developed that strength, 
That's and when you'll you take know, it. You know what? Like we can we can actually pick this back up uh, for the next episode if you'd like, because I I think that there's there's still more. I think um, so. Things that we kind of touch on, like you, you can even get to a point where, like, how, like, which this is a discussion in itself. How can you become a person that's worth being vulnerable to? You know, that's that's something that I I think is worth mentioning and even worth like touching on. Um, but obviously, we only have X amount of time for each episode, so um, we will conclude this. We'll wrap it up. We'll. We'll wrap it up and set a little bookmark and then we'll pick it up for next week and we'll kind of dive in a little bit deeper as how do you how can you become a person that's um that people want to be vulnerable and open up to yeah um because i think that's a discussion that not many people really highlight and um you know as as always guys we appreciate the fact that um you you tuned in you listen to us and you come in every week and you know, every week we try to come in with the best content that we, we can think of that we struggle with and that might resonate um, with the average person. So um, we appreciate you for take, taking the time out of your day to listen to us. Thank you for supporting us. Um, definitely check out um, our subscription plan. It's uh, $1.99. Um, anything that you guys are willing to do to contribute um, would helps us in the long run to spread the message and also to, let us know that we're doing a good enough job. Uh, give us the validation um, to know that we're doing a good enough job in connecting and giving um, content that you guys want to hear that you actually struggle with and it's applicable in your own life. Um, check out TBYN um, Worldwide. We got coffee there. We've got shirts. We've got a whole bunch of memorabilia. Um, check us out on Instagram, um, The Best You Nation. Um, I'm at 24 hours in a day. Um, uh, Finn Foster, the Finn Foster uh, man. You're, I, you know what? Uh, I, it's, it's my fault. You know, and it's it's my fault. It's my fault. It's okay. And I, I, it's okay. I take ownership because, and you know, the first, I mean, when we first met, you changed it so I know, many times. I know. I, just, I like, know. Hey, listen. I've never really. I know. If I was <laughs> like you said, if I was a superhero, I'd be the tinker. But at the same time, like I've actually kept it at the Finn Foster <laughs> since. Really, you have. You have. So that's why I said it's my fault because the last like two and a half, two years, two and a half years, something like that, you've kept it the same. You have not changed it. So for that, all y'all, listen, I've, um, blown, I've blown Adler's mind a couple of times with some things, even the podcast, except I will say that recently I've gotten a lot of good comments about our podcast cover, man. I've got a lot of people say, wow, this is like really probably by far the best cover that you guys have made. And I said, you know what? I really appreciate that. It was super simple. I yeah. saw an idea and I was like, you know what? Let's see if I can incorporate this. And I did. So I do, I do enjoy the picture. The picture does look good, man. It it, it looks uh, phenomenal. Um, but guys, yeah, um, we're signing off. Thank you. Um, we hope you guys have a wonderful week. We hope that this is a source of positivity um, to fuel you throughout the week. And if not a source of positivity, at least something worth thinking about and um, contributing to your conversations that you have with your loved ones, your friends, your families, so on and so forth. Um, Finn, if there's nothing else for you to add, no man, that's it. No? That's it, man. I'm just, I'm just happy that we were able to talk about this today. I look forward to next week's episode where we can continue this and, like you said, bookmarking this exactly. and getting on to the to the next week. Exactly. So, anyway, guys, take care. Have a wonderful week. This is the best you nation.